coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right, welcome back to Paper Stack Podcast. I'm so excited today. Is this the first one? It's the first one in the series. series. Yep. So we are doing a new series called My First Note. Um, and we're going to start interviewing people. Tell They're going to tell us a little about who they are. And they're going to go through their first note purchase. And so this is the first bite at the apple, if you will. We've got our very first guest. Yeah. Tell, cool. me, tell me about him. Tell me a little bit about him. Dan Deppen is his name. We don't want to spoil the spoil this the good part. No, no, we're not going to spoil it. But Dan Deppen, he's been in the note space since I think 2017, right there. He's got an engineering background, so he's very methodical and has developed a super intriguing course for those folks who are getting in the note space that teaches you how to run due diligence. Yeah. And it's the detailed checklist that everybody wants. Yeah. So without further ado, here let's, let's go. Let's jump in. So happy to have you, man. Yeah, no, no, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I guess first, let's start with just some stuff about you, maybe two to five minutes, and tell us who is Dan Deppen. Yeah, who is you? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? All that good stuff. We'd love to kind of dig in and set up the rest of the show. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll try to keep that concise. So I'm a pretty active note investor, so I've got a little over 50 notes at the moment. So a bunch of those in my self-directed IRA and then in my uh, Fusion Notes business as well, uh, both performing and non-performing, although mostly performing these days. I started my career as an engineer in the aerospace industry and later went went to business school. So I'm a product manager in the tech industry now also. Um, wow, that's and then a, that's also quite a jump from aerospace to... It, it's uh, a spread, yeah. I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of different things could say yeah <laughs> that's cool but yeah but anyway, within the world and i would say i said pretty active have a pretty decent sized portfolio now um assistant karen who helps me out with a lot of the day-to-day stuff and then i've got a handful of uh, online training courses for notes that i've built over time including like note launchpad that basically takes the um a lot of the systems and processes that I've built over time. So like as a engineer and MBA, I'm like pretty systems focused. And, you know, one of the things I always liked about notes is even though every deal is different, there's a fair amount of rinse repeat, right? Like as far as like the whole process of screening and new due diligence, pricing, operating. And so Mm -hmm. kind of where my focus in notes has been maybe a little bit different than some has really been on trying to systematize those things and create standard operating procedures and checklists and calculators and, and that kind of thing. So that's sort of how I've approached it, who I am. That's cool. Yeah. makes sense with the engineering background, always about systems, right? Um, how can we streamline it? How can we make it better? What's the, the most efficient way to accomplish and run this business? So I love it, man. Um, when did you get into buying notes? So I started around 2017. So okay. Like, Back when I was a teenager, I started buying stocks. So I had always been pretty active as an investor in different things. And then I kind of reached a point where I wanted to diversify a little bit and put money into real estate. And even back then, you know, I first started looking at rents, you know, single family rentals here in the, the Denver area where I live. And, and even back then, like the cap rates just weren't real great. Like the math on those was tough to work out. I haven't looked at it lately, but it's probably a lot worse. Even now, um, 
And so I was looking for alternatives in real estate. And that's when I came across notes. And I, I really latched onto that because for one, my my dad and my grandfather worked in the loan business, not mortgages specifically, but I kind of grew up around loans to a certain degree. And then when I was in business school, I took a collective course that I really liked in fixed income, basically doing like bond analysis, which is not directly what notes is, but there's a lot of like commonalities. And so that whole yeah. analytics approach, I really enjoyed. And so I, I discovered notes, it was in the early part of 17. And then I kind of started heading down the rabbit hole, like reading what I could, watching, you know, videos and listening to podcasts. It wasn't nearly quite as much available back then, but in early 17 was when I, I got interested and started learning about it. And then kind of over the course of that year started, started going deeper. Yeah. Great. Are, so are you, you have 50 notes right now, but you still do, a, you mm -hmm. still have a full-time W2 job also, and you've got it set up on so many systems. I do. Yeah. Full-time W2 and run a 50 note wow. portfolio. That's yeah. So what I ended up doing was I actually took about two years in the middle of there where I focused on notes full-time. Mm -hmm. And that was really when I built out all those systems and, and built up the portfolio. And then I kind of reached a point where back a couple of years ago, deals were getting kind of hard to find there for a little bit that that sort of changed now. And then I kind of had the systems down where, you know, it freed me up. I didn't need to really do that full time. And I missed being a product manager and kind of working on big tech projects. So, so now I'm at a point where I kind of have my cake and eat it too. That's and great. Both. And, and I've kind of got the option, right? Like if I ever, you know, chose to, or let's say you had some event where notes got like really, really attractive, you know, I always have the flexibility to shift gears and, and I could always spool the note portfolio up bigger, you know, if I chose to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I do work full time in the tech industry. So I'm product manager at AWS, which is, you know, pretty yeah. intense. So I definitely stay busy. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know it was AWS. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. For people that don't know that. Yeah, that changed. So last year I moved over there. So I'm built, working on, um, um, it's an enterprise SaaS application that just launched at the mm -hmm. end of last year uh, for supply chain. So like those target customers are like big Fortune 500s mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, so that's launched and now, you know, nothing at Amazon has ever done, right? And so they're, you know, working on the next iteration of the next iteration and on and on, but that, that's really a lot of fun. I really enjoy like, that. That's really cool, man. You ever met Jeff, Mr. Bezos no, himself? No, he, he was retired by, by the time I came in, so he so didn't get oh, to yeah, see him. Yeah. yeah. He did retire just in the last few years. So. Good yeah. stuff. So, um, okay, so 2017, you start getting interested in notes. Um, do you remember how you found out about it? Was it kind of just by happenstance, did you hear somebody talking about it? Uh, I don't remember exactly how I found it. I, you know, I remember I was looking at like different kinds of, of real estate investments and it was like single family rentals in this area aren't going to work. Uh -huh. um, and, and so it was probably through some like just various Google searches looking for like niche areas yeah. of real estate investing. The and then I did find a couple podcasts. There was the, um, it had MBA. It was called like the note MBA. Like, like, like those guys aren't really around. Yeah. Yeah. It was them. And that, that was kind of like the first thing I latched onto where I started to get like a little bit deeper into it. 
Okay, so you, you you started looking at it in 2017. When did you buy your first note? Do you remember? Yeah, I bought the first note at the end of 2017. So it was about a six-month period between when I first discovered it and got interested uh-huh. and when I actually bought. So, I mean, okay. pretty slow overall, you know, definitely kind of cautious. I didn't do – I did some um, – trying to remember what they were now. But, but there were like some kind of online note conferences that yeah. I did that I got some more information. I never did like a specific like training program or or mastermind or anything like that before I bought. I, I ended up doing that later on, but not before oh. I bought the first one. What was uh what was your first note? Was it performing, non-performing? Tell us tell us about it. Where'd you find it? Yeah. Like to close it? Yeah, so yep. So so I found it on Watermark Exchange. And so it, it was a performing contract for deed in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Um, part of the reason I chose that one was we were going, uh, I live in Colorado. We were going to, because this was like December when I bought it into the year. Um, and, and we were going to Michigan to visit family and we were passing right through there. And I had the opportunity to actually drive through the neighborhood and eyeball it before <laughs> I bought it. So that's part of why. Pick that specific one because it's like right off I eighty and Council Bluffs, mm-hmm. just outside of um, of Omaha. Um, you know, I wanted performing because my main goal with that was just to learn how the transaction worked. Because obviously, like like any real estate transaction, or especially a note one, is far different than you know my experience buying stocks and options, where you know you go on E Trade and just kind of click a button and it's done. Right, like the whole process tends to take a few weeks till it's all said and done with due diligence and getting loans transferred and, and all of that kind of good stuff. Um, So, so what I did was, you know, I did my own kind of amateur pricing analysis. I didn't have a good feel at the time for like what market level pricing was, right. It wasn't real transparent. You started to get visibility into like what things are, are trading at. And so I did my own analysis. And so it was a contract for deed. I think it was probably written at like 9.9% interest rate. Mm-hmm. And I ended up offering eight, 85% of UPB on it. Cause like when that was discounted, my yield was whatever that was 12 or 13% in my self-directed IRA for performing notes seemed pretty good. And there was a lot of equity in it too. The, I paid, I think I paid 28,000. For the note, so so you know, so the unpaid balance was probably somewhere in the 30s, and it was worth like about 80 at the time. Oh, it's wow. probably worth a lot more. So, I'm like, hey, I'm getting like a 12, 13 percent return on my retirement account with a lot of equity. This is a pretty good deal. Now, what I didn't know at the time was, you know, I way overpaid for that. I probably at the time I probably could have got that for like 70 percent of yeah. APB. Um, Definitely, but I didn't know that. But it was still a good deal. What's up? I said definitely in 2017, you probably could have got 70%. Yeah. Um, it's not, sure. I guess, 80, yeah. 80, I guess 85 for a CFD now would be uh, may, maybe a little yeah, high. No, but not, now, now it's probably not, out, not crazy. Yeah. Oh, not outrageous. Um, that's, do you still have it or? I still, still got it. it. Yeah. So I still own it. Like it's been performing. I haven't had to do much with it. There were a couple like times I got pinged about utility bills and there was like one stretch where the borrower missed a couple payments and then got back on track. 
But I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty set and forget for whatever that's been like five and a half years now. So it's out, you know, real real well. And it was good for me because I learned so much during it. I mean, for me, the biggest surprise was just how long everything took. Like it was crazy, you know, just like sending the the sale agreement back and forth. And then, you know, I had to figure out how to send a wire because I don't, well, I was funding it through the self-directed IRA. So I didn't actually have to send the wire there, but like there was all the back and forth with Quest on that. And then waiting for the servicing to get transferred, just how long all that took. Like, and granted on this deal, it didn't take an excessively long period of time, it was probably pretty normal. But I learned a lot just going through that whole transaction and reading through all the loan documents and understanding those. I did have somebody that helped me review them that I paid a few bucks to kind of go through. Give me a second set of eyes to make sure there wasn't some fatal title flaw or some, you know, something on the O&E report or some kind of lien that was going to create an issue. So it was a really great learning experience for me. Um, and even though I might've like overpaid on it, like I don't mind because I learned so much in that process. Yeah. They like, you know, I was kind of off to the races Mm. after that point. So like, I would encourage people not to get too stuck on the first deal and trying to make everything perfect. Like do your homework, like make sure the loan is like enforceable, do you can understand the property value. So you're not like making some big mistake where you're going to get zeroed out. But beyond that, don't worry about like optimizing every little thing. So otherwise it's going to take you forever to find a deal and it's going to drag on. Like, like, I think there's a big difference between a note investor who's done maybe a lot of studying, but done zero deals and done like one deal. Like that's a big, that's a huge And actually you learn more as you go. Yeah. But that jump between zero and one is like the biggest jump. Yeah. So if you just do something that, you, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of conservative on, the property value and like how much you're you're putting into the deal and then like getting some help to review like just the paperwork to make sure there's not some title flaw you don't know about um yeah yeah it's helpful just to get the first one done and then and then you can kind of go from there I, what i see sometimes is people obsess over trying to optimize everything where they're trying to get their first deal done and they want like the greatest deal possible and that and that's a good recipe for like getting stuck and then never getting past that first step and then you miss out on all the things that are going to come after that yeah there's been um one a couple couple things one how important do you think it was for you when you bought your first deal being able to actually go and drive the neighborhood and actually look and see that house you know it it, no, I mean, it was helpful for like peace of mind. Like, and more, I had the opportunity to do it. That, that that's definitely not a requirement. And right now, like, the, none of my properties are in Colorado, and and I have taken some trips at various times, like through the Midwest, more to um, understand specific cities and neighborhoods, which I found helpful because sometimes you know you're looking on Google Maps or other online data, like some neighborhood looks really nice, and you drive through it, and you're like, whoa, I'm staying away from here. And I've had the opposite too, where um, I think it was like Evansville, Indiana. It didn't seem super great, but when I went and visited, I was like, wow, this place is really nice, actually. So it, it, it's helpful to do, but by no means a requirement. Like I wouldn't, you know, take away that yeah. if you can't put eyes on it, you can't do it. Yeah. But for, your, for your first note, was it pretty important for you on the first one to be able to do it? Because I know for me, whenever I, when I bought my first note, it was kind of like, 
it was in it was in an area I knew. And actually the first probably 15 to 20 notes were all within a 30 or 40 minute drive of of Orlando right here. And so for me, it was really important. And then that, that when I bought the next one, the, 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 for me, I agree that first step to buy one is huge. But then for me, the next step was, okay, I'm buying one that I, I know that I'm not driving to, or I know that it's not just like, Hey, it's, it's real easy to get to. And for me, that was another huge step was, okay, I'm buying something in Jacksonville, which is three hours away. And I'm not even going to go look at it. I'm going to have somebody else do that. Yeah, I mean, it was important for me, like, like just to get comfortable, just to make sure, like, I was understanding what was going on. Um, mm -hmm. the, the other thing I did that year before I bought that I didn't mention was I went to the uh, Node Expo oh, okay. conference in, in November just because I was like, you know, I had been following some of these folks. And I'm like, if I'm going to get involved in this world, like, I just want to meet some of these characters, like, face-to-face and and see what's going on like like i didn't work with any of those folks on that deal but yeah i just wanted to kind of see for myself what, what was going on with like some of the people in the industry and and then that first specific asset yeah. which turned out like the neighborhood was, was pretty nice overall because you don't know right like so like i said like sometimes i've looked at stuff that seemed nice and you know there's something really terrible nearby and other times you know you're pleasantly surprised how how nice things are that's pretty cool. We were probably at that Node Expo. We were for sure. Yeah, might have been the one we yeah. met at. It was at. Yeah, I think, I think that maybe. Yeah, we... I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Now, <laughs> I think that's the one where we had just the login screen. Twenty seventeen. No, we had launched in twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, we had the first iteration. We had the first iteration. Oh, did you? I didn't realize you. Were... Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So. Yeah, but we had, we had, the real one was coming out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, we we launched in twenty seventeen. Um, I think in October, oh, was it September? Because we went to IMN, we launched IMN in, in uh, California. And then we were at, immediately rewrote it, like at the, like before we even got the airport at a coffee shop, but like, we got to rewrite the whole thing. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 as, a, as a product manager, I know that process yeah. all too well. I, um, but yeah, but it's kind of the same thing as like brand notes, right? Like, like there's value in just, getting out there and getting information, right? Like if you're launching a product, yeah. rather than obsessive and make it perfect, you know, it's better just to get something out there, get a bunch of feedback, and then you can go rebuild it. If the you MVP. need to, I mean, it was the same way. Like having, having gone through a note deal, I learned so much that even if I had like taken a bunch of training beforehand, it, it, there's, there's not, there's nothing that beats like actually going through the process for yourself real, yeah. and, and, and seeing them. Yeah, the real the real life going through it. You just gotta get in there. At some point you gotta you gotta jump off the cliff and say, look, I'm gonna figure this out. You know what? Um sort of a ready fire aim or I'm gonna most thing in that same word. <laughs> ready fire aim or build your parachute on the way down, which is kind of what I mean, that's what we did. We built our parachute on the way down. I had no clue about note investing other than I knew that I was getting a frame duplex that was worth 50 and I was paying $8,400 for it. I go, that's enough for me. I'll, I'll take $8,400 and I'll figure it out, you know? So yeah. And even though yeah. things have changed over, over five or six years, I'd argue, I still love it because it's a very unexploited area of investing. Like not that many people do it. Like maybe right. more, like not many people understand. And 
And, you know, if you look at the whole ecosystem of the vendors you work with and everything and that whole process of going through mm -hmm. the transaction, like I know that's something you guys are working on improving. Like there's just huge opportunities there to make that more accessible. Because if you look at the overall size, like of the mortgage industry and like how many seller finance notes yeah, get exactly. created, like relative to the amount of like individual investor activity, it's there's still a giant mismatch there. So yes, yeah, definitely an area with just opportunities all over the place. So are you still adding to your portfolio now? Are you still buying? Yeah, I still stuff? am. Yep. Where you, and, and, uh, where you your inventory? What's that? Where are you buying your stuff from? Are you you know are you going on paper stack? Are you going on um, you have just brokers? Yeah, I've definitely bought some off a of paper stack. Right right now, like lately, I've been buying a little more like opportunistically because I'm you know with with my day job keeping me very busy. I want to be careful about not overdoing it and making sure that I can handle because because I also use a lot of outside investor money, and yeah. so I'm I, I you know I'm very cautious when I deploy. New things. So, um, yeah, I have bought some stuff over paper, off a of paper stack. Some of my best deals have been, you know, I've got a pretty decent sized network now. Mm -hmm. Some of my best deals have been ones that come to me where I have a friend that say like they're, um, they've got a fund that's run its course and they're getting ready to shut it down. Cause a lot of the people that know me and know my buy box, like if it fits, like I'll, I'll follow through afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the other thing you see in the industry is like a lot of buyers are just, you know, can just be flaky. So, so there's a lot of value in just being someone that knows like, okay, if this fits my criteria and we agree on this price and there's no like weird fatal title flaws, like it'll get your insecure. That's one thing that's frustrating. Like as a seller of notes, sometimes is, you know, you reach an agreement with somebody, they spend weeks doing due diligence and then they disappear. And then like, you have to start over and mm -hmm. find another buyer, which is always annoying. I can see that. Yeah. So good stuff. I guess, uh, at the tail end of this interview, there was the, uh, something about you, something you want to share, where you're going to be, where you're doing next, you attending any conferences, you can tell us about the systematic due diligence product. Tell us yeah. So I've got, um, yeah, so, so I've got a couple online courses. So there's a systematic due diligence course that I'm kind of known for. That's a real deep dive on how to do due diligence on first position notes. And then about year and a half, two years ago, I released a note launch pad, which includes the due diligence stuff, but has more of an A to Z on how to do everything from getting started, the due diligence piece, pricing, and then all the systems and processes and operating. And then the other thing that's going to be coming out a little bit later this year, because note launch pad is a little bigger. And sometimes people only need one piece of that because either they're already experienced and maybe they just want to know how to do systems and processes or how to take on outside funding or something like that. I'm going to offer those as separate individual courses. So I'm in the process of getting that out right now. Nice. So if you just want to learn one piece of it, like you can do that or, or you can get the whole bundle and do the whole thing. I have been doing some uh, webinars for a company called Real Estate IQ. So I just did one last week and then there'll be another one coming up in May as well. But yeah, unfortunately I don't have any conferences. On the agenda right now, I mean, we'll see in the fall if I do anything. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss out on paper source here that I think is coming up like in the next week or two. I went to that last year and it was really good. So if anybody has a chance to sneak in there, I recommend it. Yeah. And we're skipping that. We're going to DME. That's our next DME in Nashville. And then Node Expo. We'll be at Node Expo in November. Yeah. That'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. Very cool. 
I haven't gone through the systematic due diligence course. You did a really good job. I mean, you did through it? Yeah, I mean, I go through it. You know, like, oh, yeah, thank you. you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you can tell it was done by an engineer. Like, it's very, like, systematic. I mean, I did yeah. systematic diligence. I mean, it's very, it's a process. I mean, and it's, it's very detailed. It's, it's, it's good. It's yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of little steps. Like, it, it, you know, and a lot of it's kind of checklist based just to make sure you don't miss something. Because what I found for me is keeping stuff in my head gets challenging. And, and it's real easy, like, to forget. Mm-hmm. to look at something and then especially when you start doing you know if you own like a couple notes like day to day you can keep a lot of the things you need to do in your head like the follow-ups with loan servicers and attorneys and stuff like that but once you start going beyond 10 it, it, it's challenging and so you know i've tried to build these like frameworks to make it easy so i can just cookie cutter these things and scale so. you brought the product manager role to the note note space right that's I good, did. That, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, that's exactly. That's fantastic. I think it needs right because I mean, if you look at at the way like a lot of people do things, especially like 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 at paper stores last year, there were all these dudes who started like back in like the seventies and eighties, and I really enjoy talking to those guys because they've seen like so many different cycles and and market conditions. But I'm horrified at how people do stuff on like a legal pad and financial calculator like like i know like people debate like what's the best financial calculator i'm like why wouldn't you just put everything in a spreadsheet so you can save it and create different versions and make I, it easier yeah. so yeah. no idea why that that keeps happening but <laughs> no, it's, yeah i can see that well good stuff yeah man yeah, good appreciate you uh coming on there any last words of wisdom that you want to leave for people who are getting into the note space or any of our, um, our listeners out there who are thinking about buying a note? Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about buying your first one, I mean, obviously like do some homework to protect yourself, to make sure you're buying a, a good note where they're, the, the title's good and there's equity, but beyond that, don't sweat the small stuff and get stuck. Cause like I said earlier, like there's a big difference between having bought zero and having bought one. So if you can get yourself past that step, then it just opens up the floodgates to all kinds of other opportunities. I love it. That's true. Perfect. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Nice talking to you. Yep. We'll see you maybe in the fall at some conferences. If not, you know, Hopefully. I'll check out your, yeah. Yeah, I'll check out your courses. I, I'm, I'm interested. It's good. It's real good. Well, now that we know yeah, you're with AWS, sure. maybe we'll be moving over the, the stuff to AWS to be on those servers. No, I'm joking. We're on, we're on Firebase. Yeah, we're they've got plenty of capacity. Deep. Yeah, I don't, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right, then. We'll talk to you sometime soon. See you, Dan. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. 
To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.